and I've traveled uh, a lot this last few years, coming back into Wichita just feels right. Um, it's more peaceful than every other city I've gone to, and I am uh, extremely excited to be a part of the growth and, and see everyone else succeed here. So um, I'm definitely doubling down. Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name is Landon. Our first sponsor today is Erica with Midwest Fresh Homes. If you hadn't noticed, the housing market is hot right now. It is the definition of a seller's market. That brings up the question, is now a good time to sell? Head over to MidwestFreshHomes.com and get your free home valuation today. Our next sponsor is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. We recently did a favorite coffee bracket challenge on Instagram and Twitter. After hundreds of votes, Il Primo came out as the winner for both brackets. Check out Il Primo today. Today's guest is Ramsey Jamul. Ramsey is the CEO of Unified, which is an esports company that brings competitive gaming events for all levels, including collegiate and semi-professional. We talk about his journey with the company and what the future of esports looks like. Enjoy my conversation with Ramsey Jamul. All right. I am here with Ramsey Jamul, who is the CEO of Unified. So can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, like you said, I'm uh, Ramsey Jamul. Thank you very much, Landon, for having me yeah. on. Um, I've uh, been a Wichita native uh, almost all my life. Uh, since about a couple years old and uh, grew up here through school, went to Wichita State and uh, really have a passion for video games. Kind of how I ended up uh, doing what I'm doing. Sure. What high school did you go to? I went to Southeast High. Okay. Uh, Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Um, And I think I was kind of stalking your LinkedIn a little bit earlier, but I think we were at Wichita State the same years. So I started in fall of 2011 and graduated in spring of 15. So, yep. uh, I graduated uh, uh, in December of 15. Okay. So So, I saw 2015. So pretty close though. That's, that's awesome. We were there most of the same time. So what, uh, I guess, what's your major? What would you study? What were you into during college? Oh yeah. So all through high school, I was a theater nut and also program. So I don't know how those two really matched up, but started at Wichita State in theater, went over to computer science and finished okay. that out. Um, so a little, little different background and group of people, but sure. um, I enjoy both of those and probably ends up why I'm working in esports. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. That's actually an interesting, <laughs> I've never would have thought about that combination, but that's, yeah, it is interesting. I love putting on the shows and getting everybody up on stage. So that, that's a, an enjoyable moment right there. Yeah. All right. Um, so again, esports. I guess I don't know personally. I mean, I, I do like video games. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a gamer by any means. I can get down on some Smash Bros and Mario Kart and stuff like that. But um, when did your kind of esports official? So you might have been into gaming, but when did it really turn into esports in your life? Well, um, I started at Wichita State playing um, competitively for the university. Uh, We hosted a few events while we were there. And uh, when I graduated, I actually started hosting those events uh, around uh, the country as well. Uh, We got a a few events locked in in 2018 and and it really took off from there. Uh, I guess just to throw it down, esports is competitive video games. So Smash is 
obviously one of the best games that that you can play get a bunch of people shoulder to shoulder and have a great experience sure um and ultimately it's some people have really good skill in these games and have practiced quite a bit and we can all respect skill when it's there and putting them on stage and hearing some of their stories um is really empowering um and just like any traditional sport we try to get them up uh to that point where they're getting uh thousands of viewers and i mean we compete um, to some level, uh, major league baseball games, uh, we have, have very similar viewership That's for insane, League yeah. of Legends players, and making sure that they get that uh, opportunity to get the you know the prestige they deserve for their skill and their effort um, definitely is a great opportunity. Uh, sure. But just like any sport, yeah. Do you prefer to be on the competitor side or just putting on the events and everything? Oh, I am definitely a retired player. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> The, le- the least I play, the least I have to admit that everyone in the office can beat me at Smash and other yeah, games. So. That's fair enough. But, you know, we're going to have to take that part out. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so what did it look, I mean, how, do, what's, how does it look different now compared to when you were competing in college? Like, how has it evolved? What, what's different today? Well, I mean, that's actually interesting. Yes, the whole reason why I started hosting events is no one online uh, took it very seriously through some of those matches. Uh, it wasn't as structured. There wasn't as many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it's a completely different field, uh, Wichita State has paid staff that help run uh, an amazing program for esports, um, and they hand out scholarships like many universities and opportunities for players yeah. to go with their interests, just like basketball, if they're not necessarily getting a degree in esports, sure. uh, but that's going to be the reason why they are the next art director or programmer um, and yeah. got them through with uh, an interest too. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I think I saw somewhat recently, I don't know how, what the numbers are, but the uh, Wichita public schools, the high schools mm-hmm. and maybe middle schools are starting to get into it. You, I, I think you're somewhat involved with that. Is that true? Um, I've been able to tour their arena downtown as well as work uh, closely with them on uh, different projects. Mm -hmm. They have uh, been able to implement a gaming concepts curriculum, which has done wonders for attendance and GPA for the kids who take this class or are on the team. I mean, whether it's the carrot on the stick or or what have you, they're there and they're showing up to math, English, and science more. So, I mean, I think we can all agree, like, graduating kids is the objective and this is helping so yeah uh we've been able to see really good progress and i mean that's the reason why the entire district has really adopted this opportunity um given uh, kids that may not necessarily do traditional sports or maybe they're competitive player across the board uh they have an opportunity to really play in something that is a world-renowned interest right now yeah. And I think there's a lot of benefits, obviously, to video games, but I think that's one that a lot of people might not think of. And a lot of parents, you could kind of throw that at them and be like, there's a reason your kid's spending hours on video games. Yeah. It's potentially take them to college, but it's keeping them in school now. And that's really cool. Exactly. And it goes the same way with like any sport. You don't right. want your kid playing 12 hours a day of football. Right. I mean, there you want a structured practice. And that's a great reason for uh, the district to pick it up. They have an opportunity to give a little more than just gaming. Uh, as an opportunity. It's a yeah, little absolutely. more structured than that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so getting to your company, what? how did it start? What was the original name? And there's been a couple of rebrands, so I kind of want to walk through those, but how did it start off? Uh, well, we started off as Wichita Esports, which was uh, the college group at Wichita State. Okay. Um, when we were hosting events, we invited other universities and, and amateur teams to come and compete at Wichita State um, and hosted our Wichita Esports convention every year. 
that model really of building a community together and putting people on stage is something that we could take other places and we got mm -hmm. invited and hired to do other tournaments as well. So we started expanding our roadmap um, in 2018 is when I got my first investment and hired my first employee and we took it really on the road. Uh, we hosted over 46,000 attendees uh, wow. that year across wow. different events that we partnered with or hosted ourselves. So it was a really extreme uh, opportunity from zero to a hundred <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Uh, but it was a, it was a great time. And that's when we really started looking at becoming Midwest esports sure. um, and kind of went into that phase. Okay. So Wichita esports, where did you host the events at? Uh, Wichita state uh, was primary location for all of our events at that okay. point. Um, and so uh, mainly to uh, host an annual event, Wichita state um, as well as uh just hosting something for college uh, players right. uh, so, at that time. So like size-wise in my head, is this like a computer lab? Is this like Coke Arena, somewhere in between? What are we looking at? Yeah. So we were at uh, actually uh, the the recreational center on campus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we were taking first and second floor, um, the ballroom we've done, mm -hmm. um, and then we moved it over to the new engineering building. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And that was an amazing experience. Uh, being able to use all of the computers that Cybertron had donated to the university. Right. Uh, being a gaming computer here in town gave us that luxury. Um, and they, their support really went really far for uh, what opportunities we could do on campus. Right. Um, an additional 200 computers, all of us uh, took well advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you know when you were kind of transitioning into the the Midwest esports moniker, um, how did you know it was time to take that next step with the first investment and then hiring the first employee? Um, really, it was a kind of a scary, scary deal at the time. I was a programmer at Wichita State, and that was a, a big leap. Um, I actually remember uh, just having that opportunity sit uh, for some years as, you know, doing it through college and mm -hmm. growing. Um, I went through Shocker New Venture competition mm -hmm. multiple times, but never with this as, uh, as uh, our uh, kind of an idea to push forward. Sure. Um, and so at some point, uh, when we started getting more and more events, it was taking up more of my time than it sh probably should have. And that was the, the moment I had the chance. We showed sure. some promise because there was really something right in front of us that we could take advantage of and finding the right partners. We got to take advantage of that. And, um, we ended up hosting quite a few events that year. Um, I think about 17 events that okay. across the 46,000 attendees yeah. uh, was uh, a tremendous goal that we hit. Okay. And was that in a, was that a local investment firm? How did that work out? Uh, we actually did it through uh, local angel angels. Uh, okay. So meeting through whether it was startup grind or mm -hmm. 1 million cups. Um, I've happened to have a couple opportunities to speak at both of those and just Honestly, Wichita has a great mentorship program. Yeah. I went through quite a few different business programs that really gave me the leverage to talk to people I would never have the opportunity to get in close to. Um, and then everyone along the way just, you know, get, uh, nudging me one way or another and opening doors for me uh, was definitely a great opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that's something that I found too. And I've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times, but how welcoming and at warm, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but just the, all the entrepreneurs in Wichita are trying to build each other up. They're trying to like make it to the next level. And I think we're all like, we all can feel we're this close to kind of hitting that tipping point. We're not quite there yet, but we're right there. Um, but yeah, it's just everyone that I've met has been welcoming. And I mean, anybody I've talked to like Jason Taves or Jacob Wayman or any of those guys, they're all so, um, 
willing to help, I guess. And they're like, at the end of every conversation, whether it's just grabbing coffee or whatever, they're like, Hey, if you need something, let me know, or what can I do for you? And it's, it's just that give and take of, I think they're all willing to give more because they know they're that investment, in the community can help make it to the next level. Completely agree. I think we have something really special with uh, just the amount of entrepreneurs that are willing to help each other out. Uh, and granted, sometimes it's a little too honest, but you're going to hear the truth and <laughs> yeah. it's going to be from people who care. So yeah. I think that's like a, a plus that, um, you know, you might not be able to find elsewhere. And if you do, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't compare to what we have. Right, right. So who was the first employee and why did you choose them as the first employee? Uh, that's great. Uh, so Jackson Qualley was uh, my first okay. employee. Um, he actually went to Wichita State through sports management. Okay. And um, ironically, uh, he uh, interned for me before that uh, okay. through uh, yeah, as a sports management major, uh, needing a course curriculum and a practicum, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. He was working with me on that. Um, and I had the opportunity to bring him on full time as we started this. Right. Um, and so it was a great opportunity for both of us to really kind of dive into our passions. Um, he's taught me more about uh, video games than um, I've ever learned on my own. <laughs> um, uh, being uh, very versed in League of Legends and other games, he's a great, uh, not only a uh, person to help develop our players, mm -hmm. uh, but really run our leagues. So I was uh, very excited to bring him on board. Uh, but we actually uh, ended up meeting because he was trying to find an internship, I think, with FC Wichita and somehow found uh, mistakenly <laughs> us. And we had an interview and that's how we got his internship. So that's awesome. Um, and so how has that ramped up? I think I heard how many employees do you have 20 employees? I heard that somewhere. But how, yep. did, how did that uh, ramp have, up? How quickly did you hire people on? Yeah. So 2018, uh, we had, uh, I think, just under 10 by the time we ended uh, 2018. Um, closer uh, to 30 um, around uh, 2019. Wow. Um, and with live events uh, being kind of on hold, uh, ramping back up at this point, uh, we're up to about 20 right now. Okay. So it's been a, it's been an interesting ride as live events have kind of shifted around, but yeah, no uh, doing everything online has been an incredible joy as well. Yeah, that's, I think that helps too. And I've talked to, I talked to um, Alex Harb who runs Medis and I think, mm -hmm. I, I'm seeing parallels. I just thought of this, but it's kind of like how they had to force themselves to get a little more lean and optimize things for kind of their takeout during COVID. You guys have probably, I mean, you can speak to that optimized and kind of innovated to make the online systems and uh, events work a little bit better than they were beforehand, which will help long-term. Oh, definitely. Uh, we had the luxury of uh, being in esports, which still participates in competition online. Um, we also uh, acquired uh, Upsurge Esports in late 2019, mm -hmm. which is an online league uh, for semi-professional uh, players as well as uh, uh, players who are kind of looking to do something after college or about 40% of them are still in college playing mm -hmm. at a semi-professional level. Uh, so many of them are, are on the verge of going pro. Sure. And being able to really uh, expand uh, what we could do there and develop that out has been uh, an opportunity that we took advantage of during the time too. Yeah, for sure. Just for clarification, asking for a friend, the difference between semi-pro and pro is a pro, somebody that does it full-time and a semi-pro is just somebody that can make money while doing, it's not their full-time job. Definitely. That's a good question. And it's very great. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people uh, are getting paid, especially at the League of Legends professional level, and many other uh, video games have franchises now where it's upwards to 10, 13 million dollars, I think it was, to buy into League of Legends franchise wow. at the professional level. Uh, Overwatch, I think, is in 30 to 60 million dollars wow. uh, at some uh, at some notes. And don't quote me on that one. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's uh, crazy at that level. Um, other video games, professional, maybe a seasonal thing. Um, so kind of looking at uh, every video game being its own real sport. Um, it has a lot of different opportunities depending on which uh, track you go. Right. That's something that's always, I don't know if I quite wrap my mind around it for esports. Like, so basketball, football, baseball, whatever else, hockey, the game itself doesn't really change. What makes for a lasting game in esports? Because, like, Smash Bros., there's always a new Smash Bros. around the corner, five years, four years out, or um, Call of Duty, or one of those. What makes a game kind of stick as a mainstay? Like, Overwatch, for instance, I guess I don't know if there's been more than one or if, if how that changes. But what does that look like? Yeah, I, it's a very, uh, very different depending on the publisher, too. So every company has their own strategy. And I, I think League of Legends has a really good uh, kind of definition that they use as um, imperfect balance. So making sure that the game is never uh, sedimented one way. Okay. So they update it every few weeks uh, or every uh, few seasons mm -hmm. to be able to really change the shift of who's the best player. So you have to learn new skills, you have right. to learn new strategies, and that's not something you can do in you know traditional sports. If you change one of the rules, um, a lot of people are going to have a, a, a fit just for the fact that it's, right. a, it's been traditional and it's something you don't want to change uh, because there's uh, valid reasons for why it's been there for the last 50 to 100 years in some cases. Right. Uh, so we have a luxury of wanting to stay relevant a little more. Sure. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just some general esports stuff that I've never yeah. really quite understood, but that, that helps. Um, so walking through kind of the, the rebrand. So Wichita esports, Midwest esports and go into the unified stuff. Why, why the name changes? And I guess from Midwest, Midwest to East or to unified and then so forth, what does that look like? And why do, why were those choices made? Yep. Um, obviously Wichita uh, kind of limited us, went to Midwest and then mm -hmm. grew quickly outside of that uh, as well. So unheeding anyone's advice along the way about the horrible name that is <laughs> geographically locked. Uh, we finally picked a brand that um, I think speaks more to what we are um, and less is less descriptive. So unified is the community that we're trying to empower and connect the competitive mm -hmm. gaming community. Um, and so working with Bill Gardner design, we were able to make an incredible logo and mark yeah. the and brand that wraps really the the shield and the trophies uh, that we hand out and the camaraderie, but also the rivalry, um, I think is a, a perfect opportunity to express ourselves. So sure. um, always heading to a, a, a brand that we can use that actually represented ourselves um, much better. Right. Uh, but ultimately, we had uh, made a few acquisitions, so Local Legends Gaming, Upsurge Esports, uh, and most recently Challenger Uprising, and we were getting to the point where we know we have buckets uh, where uh, we want to make sure that we're providing the right experience for uh, whether you're at the community level or whether you're at the premier level. Sure. And so coming under one unified brand, we have uh, the opportunity to either uh, service community, which is unified community, unified collegiate, unified premiere and sure. 
being able to, you know, put you at the level that uh, deserves uh, kind of different rule sets or maybe uh, opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's scholarships or prestige, maybe you're looking for a career. Um, those are all different things that we can do by, you know, putting you in the right segment uh, okay. in, in some cases. Okay, very cool. Um, and you mentioned a couple of acquisitions. So is that something you're actively looking to do? Or is it kind of an opportunity that comes along? Um, so you mentioned like a League of Legends league or one of those leagues. Is that just a league that's kind of running along and you're like, okay, rather than us try to build this from scratch, we can go kind of bring these people into our what we're trying to go for and go from there? Um, a little bit of uh, everything, I think, on that mm -hmm. note. Um, the esports industry is uh, very close-knit in a lot of cases with the tournament operators. Um, and so we've all uh, either worked together at some sure. extent or, or at least know each other fairly well in this space. Um, as it goes forward, I think it's going to follow just like NBA, just like NFL. It's going to be a consolidation that makes it what it is. Yeah. Uh, the professional leagues are ran by uh, video game publishers, mm -hmm. and our opportunity is in the amateur space, uh, and that's where we focus on. Okay. Um, so yeah. anything that helps our mission grow in that sense uh, is really what our goal is. So if we can help empower or connect the gaming community, the, excuse me, the competitive gaming community together, mm -hmm then we have an opportunity to really seek out some sort of partnership or acquisition. Okay. Um, so walk me through just a little more specific, what exactly you guys do with these events? Like what does it look like start to finish? Um, kind of how many a year are you shooting for, which obviously COVID threw a wrench in that, but like what would be a goal for like 2021 or once things are completely open in 2022, what does that look like? Well, in, in 2019, we hosted over a couple hundred thousand attendees. Okay. So we want to wow. get uh, back up to, uh, kind of that speed. Uh, so generally speaking, two events a weekend um, uh, on average mm -hmm. uh, is what we have. So a couple tours uh, that go around the country. And so our, our goal really is to provide an experience that you can show up as a fan or a spectator. So it's mm -hmm. about half and half, whether you're playing in competitions or coming in to see the experience. Right. Uh, but whether you're listening to a college player uh, talk about his experience or the coach talking about how you can get scholarships or uh, one of the Wichita Wolves, for instance, right, uh, yeah. talking about how you can be a semi-professional player. Um, those are the opportunities that you can come and see and meet these people uh, who have taken advantage of something, I think, way beyond uh, it, their time and mm -hmm. their front runners. And it's not a, a hard to achieve <clears throat> some of these goals. So yeah. I think that's a, a great opportunity for everybody to experience. Uh, but even then, we have plenty of ex what we call quests uh, where you can go and participate, whether you're in a competition or not. Okay. And one, play video games, whether it's you're with your child or uh, yeah. just because you're trying to to come out yourself and have fun with buddies. So Okay, cool. And if somebody wants to get involved, what does that look like? Just kind of find an event that's coming up and sign up and you guys provide the equipment. What does that look like? Yep. So uh, generally speaking, we'll have computers and consoles uh, of every uh, caliber in every video game that you can think of as popular. Uh, our goal is to provide the community's uh, tournaments all side by side. Uh, mm -hmm. So whether you're a semi-professional player or a high school player, uh, you can have something and competition in your level. Okay. Um, the goal is to really, one, help bridge and network more players and provide more opportunities to them as well. Uh, these social experiences really are something that benefit not just in the short term and through that experience, but the long term in their careers as well. Okay, very cool. Um, so just taking a quick step back, you mentioned you raise money and kind of, I mean, 
kind of made it a, more of a big deal than it already was. What did you learn from that process? And is there anything you wish you knew either at the beginning of that process or just when you started everything that you wish you knew then? Um, I think uh, there's a, a few things that I might have uh, done a little more efficiently. Um, I think uh, as a first time uh, entrepreneur at this level, um, I've learned a lot through some of the business programs I was in or yeah. and through my mentors. Um, and then lastly, experience is, is definitely a, a, a teacher, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I think I was extremely lucky to follow through a path uh, where I had the right people around me. Mm -hmm. So uh, anytime I have had challenges, I've always had the right person to really guide me through those or at least uh, console me as I, as I make it through. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's what, what do you think the hardest part of the whole journey has been up to this point? Um, that's a that's a good question. I would say besides my impatience, um, I always wanted to move a little faster. Um, I would say the hardest part is uh, really trying to uh, build up the relationships I think I have. Mm -hmm. um, I'm uh, very intrigued by building this community and sometimes uh, I get ahead of myself. Right. Uh, so maybe that is my impatience. Yeah. Uh, but at the same rate, um, I've uh, been very excited about some of the relationships I've built and some of the people that have really come and been close to me throughout this journey, whether we're competitors or, or not. Uh, sure. It's been a, a really incredible journey in that sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to ask you something and I lost it. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll just... No. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly right. Um, so what is next for Unified? All right. I, you mentioned you're kind of already outside the Midwest. So is it continue to kind of take over? Um, and I think you mentioned the amateur space. Um, is that the, the main goal right now? Or what's your goal? What are some of your main goals right now? Uh, that is a great question. And um, I think uh, maybe I'll uh, use this as my uh, what I can suggest or recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually do traction, which is our quarterly and uh, kind of our structure as the business. Um, it's the entrepreneurial operating system, rather. Mm -hmm. uh, the book is called Traction. Um, it's a, an opportunity to just follow a pretty, I would say, tried and true method of uh, running and operating your business. Um, so we're actually going through uh, our quarterly meeting uh, this week, and I have uh, been able to invite uh, everybody to Wichita that is remote. Uh, so we have uh, actually been talking about this quite a bit. Uh, now, granted, we have uh, live events coming back uh, starting in July, okay. um, as well as our online leagues continue to develop. Uh, we'll also be hosting the Proving Grounds event, a, a tier one uh, competition. So professional uh, players will be recruiting from this tournament. Oh, and so cool. League of Legends have the opportunity to get full-time salaried positions uh, by playing through this uh, competition and showing off. Um, and we've already uh, had a few players uh, that have gotten uh, extremely far and recognized as, as great uh, potentials and, and a few hired on to the League of Legends Championship Series uh, teams. Okay, very cool. That's awesome. Um, just to kind of go a little broader scale, what do you think is next for esports in general? I know it's getting big and I've seen some of the videos and stuff of, I don't know if it's in the US or wherever it's at overseas maybe, but just like giant like soccer stadiums and stuff like that, that are just full of people watching League of Legends and some of those other games. What do you think is next for esports? Um, League of Legends has already taken a foothold as a popular sport for everyone under 40 in the United States. Mm -hmm. And so I see uh, not only League of Legends, but many other video games uh, that are taking root in our high schools and middle schools. 
mm-hmm. um, that are providing opportunities for these players. Um, that's going to lead to arenas. That's going to lead to uh, more structured programs where we're helping develop not just uh, their player skill, but mm-hmm. the psychology, the health and fitness of players around them. Sure. Uh, many teams already take that into consideration, especially at the professional level. Uh, but now you see that very frequently at universities. Uh, but roughly speaking, I, I see arenas being what comes next. Um, and that might be, you know, a few years from now, but they're popping up all over just like Level Up Arena in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, a great example of a huge facility that can provide some really cool tournament space. That's cool. What is the largest venue that you guys have hosted at? Um, I would say uh, Bartle Hall with Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. Okay. So that is uh, coming back around um, in August. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally uh, that event gets in the tens of thousands of attendees. And so with our stage, uh, uh, gaming stage and competitions there, we have a, a, a very fantastic opportunity to get players in front of as many fans as possible. And so that's a, an, a huge opportunity and one of my probably favorite shows too. So Very cool. That's awesome. Um, so before we kind of move on to a couple other questions, is there anything else about Unified that I might not have asked about or anything you'd like to get across? Uh, no, I think uh, that pretty well covers it. I know okay. I've just kind of been... Uh, talking at length about it so no that's been great yeah i've I've loved hearing about the story um so and we kind of touched on this but i I specifically wanted to talk about a little more about the wichita kind of ecosystem for entrepreneurs and um you mentioned some of the different programs you've been a part of and then startup grind and one million cups um and how beneficial that was and again i mean i could name drop some more people like steven werner and some of those other guys that are just so helpful um what do you think we need to do to take the next step because again, I kind of mentioned, and I think everybody kind of feels that we're like almost to the tipping point to becoming something great. What do we need to do to make that next step? Uh, that is a great question. And I think I've heard it a few times today already. Uh, the time is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really a, a group of people who want to see their city succeed. And I think that's what the tense uh, kind of feeling is. Mm-hmm. Every one of us is dying to see uh, more success and just mm-hmm. celebrate all the wins that we have had right. um, be there for each other um, throughout it and I think that is like a huge opportunity that almost every entrepreneur uh, that uh, I come across in Wichita is finding an opportunity to get involved mm-hmm. uh, now granted I think that's a hard part uh, maybe trying to find uh, ways to actually help out has always right. been a little difficult mm-hmm. um, we've started our slack group so of course yep. anyone who uh, would like to join is more than welcome um, and just trying to provide more opportunities so groover labs is a perfect example of yeah. being a hub for entrepreneurs to get together uh, we're going to see a lot more events there uh, for sure yeah. um, including an opportunity really to to get everyone involved so we will have uh, the wichita startup week uh, happening at some point mm-hmm. uh, in September, uh, a part of uh, Riverfest and seeing it at River Labs. That is a huge opportunity to bring more awareness and celebration to yeah. really the Wichita entrepreneurship community. Um, but ultimately, I mean, we can get together and have some fun too. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be really fun. I'm excited for that. Um, so we're going to shift gears a little bit. I have some general questions that I kind of ask everybody. Um, I've stolen this from some of my favorite podcasts. So um, we have some of those and we'll kick it off with uh, what is something that you often recommend to people? So it can be books, podcasts, um, either, or I guess in your case, video games. Um, what would you recommend to people or what is something you often recommend? Uh, well, I have to recommend Traction as 
uh, for any entrepreneur uh, looking uh, to really provide more structure. Okay. Um, so especially from me having a computer science and another background, um, it was something that provided a leg for me uh, and kind of uh, made a lot more sense from everybody telling me this uh, through my business programs too. Sure. Uh, but at the same rate, um, Traction is a, a great book that really just details a step-by-step on how to run your business. So I can't, can't say uh, you can go wrong with that. Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely check that one out. Um, I actually haven't heard of that one, so I'm excited to go look that one up. Um, but I guess while we're here, what is your favorite video game? Uh, StarCraft II uh, on the competitive side, for sure. Okay. Um, that was what I played, um, uh, okay. granted. Uh, never at a professional level, so I'll, I'll never see those days. <laughs> but uh, uh, probably Dragon Age as far as my all-time favorite. Okay. Uh, playing through that story is a great game. Okay, very cool. <laughs> Um, I haven't played either one of those, but uh, I was, I was a uh, age of mythology. Uh, I played a lot of fable for a while. All right. um, and then back in like middle school, high school, we'd always have like the halo two land parties and I was always the worst person, but it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I was in the same boat as when it came to halo anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I missed the, I think halo two was the last one that had the, the dual wield needlers and you could just shoot in a general direction and it would hit them. <laughs> so I could get away with it for a while, but then halo three, they took it away. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't do a job, good job of walking around uh, with any kills that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what is your favorite failure in any aspect of your life or specifically the esports company? Oh, that's a favorite failure, huh? Um, let's see. That's a hard question. It is a hard one. And I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't really give you these ones ahead of time. So, um, I would say, um, through it all, um, I think, uh, and maybe I'll tie it back, uh, making sure I build strong relationships has always mm-hmm. been something that, um, is very difficult to do when you're uh, in a fast paced environment. Uh, but I, more and more as I'm getting through this is something that I, I found that are kind of the pillars that uh, really are one, building a better company. Right. Um, and two, uh, really just the, the people in my personal life as well. I think that's a, a huge advantage to be able to double down and focus on the people who matter. What are the, I guess, what are your main takeaways or keys to building those strong relationships? Um, half of it is, uh, giving time mm-hmm. when it feels Definitely. like you don't have it. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm sure every, uh, everybody can and really feel that way. Um, and especially this last year has been a very difficult year to connect with people. So, right. um, I would say being able to actually get in person, uh, has been a huge, uh, luxury that may be taken for granted for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, ultimately I think, um, I've had to practice, quite a bit on myself to maybe slow down a little bit mm-hmm. um, and be able to take uh, a little more time for that. Uh, so having a little more structured uh, experience where, you know, like traction, for instance, uh, every quarter we're doing it as a business where we re-examine our vision and try to align to our ultimate goals mm-hmm. and been able to do that personally as well. Um, and it's uh, interesting to see how uh, taking a little bit of time for yourself does you pretty good. Sure. Sure. Um, what is your definition of success? Um, I would say um, being able to uh, accomplish our mission would be as far as our business success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make professional uh, pipeline where players uh, know that our tournaments are providing them that experience. Yeah. Uh, we've been able to provide professional careers to a few mm-hmm. of our players that have played through our ranks. I want to make sure that uh, we continue and strive to do that. So every time I see a storyline like that, 
that's where I feel uh, most validated, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned you provide that experience. And then it also sounds like you provide that exposure at some of these other tournaments, which is really cool. Cause I'm sure, I mean, like any sport, regular sport, it's hard to get in front of people, but even more for esports Cause it's not, I don't know. It's probably, it's easier to say, okay, this kid's six foot three, whatever. And he can throw a football or whatever that looks like, or shoot a basketball, but it's a little bit less tangible for video games. So it's important to provide that exposure and the opportunities. Definitely. Um, with live events not being a, a huge opportunity um, or until really the last maybe 10 years uh, to provide players an opportunity to meet as fans. Mm-hmm. Um, now you see a lot more amateur teams and teams that represent local cities like Wichita Wolves. Yeah. Um, those are the opportunities that are popping up and really now players have a stage that they can play on and earn the respect, uh, not be questionable about their motives or why they're doing this. Right, right. Um, before I forget, I was going to ask, do you have an office or where is your office at? Yeah, uh, we're actually uh, uh, 250 North Water. So we're uh, downtown okay. uh, in the Murphy Plaza. Uh, we're on the first floor there. And uh, really, uh, we don't actually have uh, too much gaming going on there uh, since that's where we just are our offices. But uh, right. we also have a warehouse where we keep all of our, our gaming system. We have to keep them separate. Otherwise, we get too distracted. So. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Um, what is a motto that you live by or what's some of the best advice that you've received? Um, ooh, some of the, probably the best advice that I've gotten, especially through, uh, all of entrepreneurship is, uh, probably to stay level-headed. Uh, you guys, you can get easily excited or, or things maybe seem uh, overwhelming at times. And usually it's a momentary pass and with entrepreneurship, it is definitely, uh, has its wins and its losses some days. Um, so being able to really take as much as you can, um, and be able to kind of push forward as, uh, uh, I would say with a wise thought, not just emotional. Yeah. Uh, responses. Um, I'm extremely excited when when we do things and when I see kind of stories of players being uh, hyped up and getting their their reward. But at that point, it's on to the next one. We have to right. continue that story and build that pipeline bigger. Right. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a habit that you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? Um, and I don't know if this is a natural habit or, or uh, one that I actually plan to do. Um, I've just been waking up earlier in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, five or six o'clock in the morning, I'll be able to get started yeah. and usually set myself up in the day uh, before uh, really everything starts going. So that's been an incredible experience, just being able to take whatever, some time to myself to get myself prepped and then yeah. be able to plan out my day. Um, then again, if I didn't do that, I'd be running around my head cut off all the time. So mm-hmm. no, I agree, especially, um, I mean, I do this podcast and this Wichita life stuff on the side. And so getting up early allows me to have a little bit of time before I go to my, my real job. And it's kind of nice to, again, work on myself or just give myself some time to prep for the day. And it makes me, I don't know, starts the day off right, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, so just got a couple more questions, uh, Wichita specific, what is your favorite part of Wichita or what's a hidden gem in Wichita? Um, so I live in the College Hill area, and mm-hmm. I think the entire experience is beautiful. Yeah, I love walking around, uh, and, and then uh, being able to uh, walk at lunch around the river and mm-hmm. see the keeper yep. uh, is incredible from our office. So I, there's just uh, too much to just be outside when when the weather is nice, mm-hmm. and the last few months has made that really nice. 
Yeah, so. for sure. Um, <laughs> since you live in College Hill today, which we're recording this on Monday, the uh, 14th of June in 2021, but today is the opening day of the College Hill Andes. So I got to ask, <laughs> which side of the controversy are you on? Do you Are you against it or for the Andes in College Hill? Well, it definitely sticks out. Uh, I'm a pretty big fan of all the restaurants in the area. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I haven't been yet. And I probably won't be going anytime soon. Okay, Not to say enough. that. No, that's um, fine. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see why some pe- can, people can be upset because it is a franchise and it might ruin the local vibe, I guess, or whatever they're going for. But I don't know. I love Andy's and it's kind of cool. It's, <laughs> it's another place you can walk up to and everything. Um, I live over closer to the, the East mall and close to my neighborhood. They just tore down one of the old buildings, which just had a couple kind of older places. Um, but they're putting a McDonald's there. So I think that's a little bit worse, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, McDonald's would have been worse, Yeah, but uh, luckily we've got one just a mile the other way. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, or what would you improve about Wichita? Um, if I can improve something in Wichita, I would say um, we have maybe uh, an opportunity, and I think uh, you're probably a big part of the success, but to tell people stories in this. And I think uh, there's very few uh, who've been able to follow a lot of the stories. So I appreciate everything that you do and a lot of the case Thank of you. keeping yeah. people informed uh, because we have an amazing city. Yeah. It's, we have so many uh, opportunities to really see cool things. And um, I don't think I've been as informed uh, yeah. probably in my entire life since I've subscribed to your newsletter. So oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. little this. plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess something on that point is I a hundred percent agree. I think there are a ton of stories um, whether it's unified um, to one that really stands out is Arthur Gunn, who was on the last two seasons of American Idol but it's like, okay, he's clearly good enough to get second or top 10 in American Idol. But like, I had no clue he was in Wichita until he was on American Idol. And I think that's a shame. Like how many more of Arthur Guns are there in whatever industry in Wichita are there that we just don't know the story of? And I think uh, that is a big part. We need to highlight what we already have because we always talk about the talent we lose, but what do we already have here? Completely agree. And I thought the exact same thought when uh, we saw Shark Tank and so right, Wichita yeah. entrepreneurs got exactly. there. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I assumed, you know, and granted, you know, maybe this is my ignorance, assuming I know every entrepreneur in town. Right. Um, exactly. you know, uh, but ultimately, I think there's uh, some more bridges that we can build. So. Yeah. So this is a, a call out. If you or somebody you know is an entrepreneur doing something cool in town, please email myself and we will get you um, highlighted around Wichita. But um, just one more question. What does Wichita mean to you? Uh, Wichita means to me, uh, it is home. Uh, coming, and I've traveled uh, a lot this last few years, coming back into Wichita just feels right. Um, it's more peaceful than every other city I've gone to, and I am uh, extremely excited to be a part of the growth and, and see everyone else succeed here. So um, I'm definitely doubling down. Absolutely. Um, Ramsey, thank you for coming on. This was fun. We'll do it again, kind of as the company grows and continue to tell your story and highlight all the awesome stuff you're doing in the esports space. Um, where can people find you or the company? Um, is there anything you can plug or social media or anything like that? Yep. Uh, I'd love for uh, anyone who's excited to come and check out one of our events. Uh, if you go to our website, uea.gg, uh, so the Unified Esports Association, and mm-hmm. GG stands for good game. Mm-hmm. So a little, little extra esports fact for you. 
that's, I had a feeling that's what it was for, but you never know. Um, but I'll, I'll link up all the social media um, of yourself, um, Unite or Unified Esports, and then um, the website as well to all the events and continue. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you coming on and I'm excited to follow your journey. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time and really look forward to seeing uh, the next newsletter come out too. Awesome. Thanks, Ramsey. Have a great one. You too. Thank you again to everyone that listened to this episode of the Witcher Live podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate and review our podcast on whatever app you use. If you have any recommendations, please reach out at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again.